And that's when she told me the difference between the body and the soul. And then she told me her body was no longer working and that her soul was, it's time on earth was done. And that I wasn't to be afraid because I would talk to souls the rest of my life. Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, I have the lovely Diet Renee. Diet is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic mediumship development. She knew from a very young age that she was gifted, and she always seemed to know things that others did not. As she got older, she found a passion in helping others, wanting to aid in their healing. She went to school for nursing and then on to becoming a Reiki master teacher. She spent part of her adolescence and adult life learning all she could on subjects of spirit and communication with loved ones who had passed. Diet has studied under certified medium Lisa Williams, becoming a certified psychic medium under her. Through her studies, she found her path to help others to heal. Diet uses her gifts to help others heal mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I was so honored to meet Diet at Lilydale for the six-month mediumship training. She is a beautiful soul, recently just told me she has her second radio show and beautiful, beautiful healer. I know you will love this interview as much as I love putting it together. Thanks for listening. Namaste. Welcome, Diet, to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. I am so glad that you are here today with all of us. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so, so happy to be here. <laughs> I got the pleasure to meet you in Lilydale about, my goodness, has it been about two weeks already? Oh yeah, a week and a half, two weeks, something like, it's been crazy. Yeah. It sure has. And it, I'm still floating. I'm still floating. I'm still trying to come down to earth, still pulling myself down. I still want to stay up there though. You know, I was having, it was such an amazing time that I don't want to come back completely, but, but I think I'm back. (laughs) I think I'm back. I came back and went into gardening for like two days. I just, I planted anything I possibly, and I'm not a gardener. So I just literally dug my heels in and did it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Getting down and dirty in the soil, which is Mm -hmm. always so grounding and good. So I don't know a lot about you, which is pretty cool because I think this is one of the biggest reasons and that I love to podcast because I get to meet such interesting, wonderful people. So I am so grateful that I got to meet you in person, but I want to really get to know you. So I always start with, take us back a little bit when you were a young girl and were you brought up spiritual, religious, both bring us back a little bit. Okay. Going back to a little girl, uh, religion, I, it was there. It was there. I, I'm actually uh, born, confirmed, baptized, whatever, they're into the Lutheran community. Um, I'm also rejected by the Lutheran community um, because I had two children out of wedlock and they weren't happy with that. Although they did baptize my children because I was a firm believer in the beliefs of the church when I did that. Um, so I do remember going to church and 
you know, Sunday school and all that, but there wasn't a really strong belief in the household. It was just something you did, you know, so it wasn't like we were following a whole lot of, of beliefs in that aspect. Um, spirituality wasn't really something that I knew anything about, you know, it was just, I was born, you know, basically in the country and did a lot of, you know, did a lot of moving around, went back to the country setting. So it was a lot of free will type things. So, um, just like a normal kid, I guess, you know, back in those days, how I came to spirituality is a whole different story. And it's, I will tell you what, it really kind of comes down to, because I'm a child that's, um, I'm considered what's half, half adopted, okay, which means um, I have both my mom and dad, but my dad gave up rights to me um, when back when I was five years old, because it just wasn't working for him. And all my abilities actually lie on my father's side of the family, or at least with him. At least the stronger sense of it lies with him. So we didn't know anything about that. But I was raised with my mom always telling me, you're just like your father. You're just like your father. Because I always seemed to know things. You know, I was that kid that raised my hand before, you know, the question was even answered or even asked. You know, I just, and I was just that know-it-all. You know, I really was a know-it-all. Didn't understand it. Um, I really presented like my dad and didn't understand what that was because I didn't have a, really any real memories of him and whatnot. So, but it wasn't until I was nine years old when I started to discover this world. And it was literally a grandmother that was in the hospital. And I always stayed at this point. This is where I aged myself. This is where I tell everybody I'm 51 years old. There was a time when children weren't allowed in hospitals. And that was during that period of time which my grandmother was in the hospital. I was nine and I wasn't allowed up there. And I'd had my first dream. And it was my grandmother came to me in a dream and was showing me about the hospital and, and tell me all about spirit and this and that. And of course, I'm not paying attention because in my dream, I'm looking at the hospital, all these things that are not allowed to see. And um, we were going in and out of doors and everything. And we get to the last one. She opens up the door and she there's this old lady in a bed. And she goes, yeah, who's that? Who is that? And I looked at the lady and she had a lot of tubes and hoses. And I know now it was oxygen and IVs, but I looked at her and I said, grandma, that's you. And she, she had me look at her again. Then she goes, but who am I now? And I looked at her and I, I honestly looked at her. I can still remember, you know, 40 years later going, I'm, I'm confused, <laughs> you know? And that's when she told me the difference between the body and the soul. And that she told me her body was no longer working and that her soul was, was it's time on earth was done. And that I wasn't to be afraid because I would talk to souls the rest of my life. Wow. And I woke up <laughs> and told my mom, the only thing I told my mom from that dream was grandma died, that her body wasn't working anymore. And my mother said, shush, you don't know everything, blah, blah, blah. She had not passed. And about 10 minutes later, she got a phone call that grandma died. And it literally just started a journey of dreams at that point, just dreams. So my whole childhood was either knowing everything or dreaming of people's deaths. So other than that, I didn't have a whole lot of experience. Wow. So this is where we're so similar, which yeah. is so interesting because I always say there's this divine timing of why people come together because that was my, that was my integration was dreams. It was okay. all about the dreams. I didn't mm -hmm. see spirit with my physical eyes. I didn't, um, I did feel that there was something around yeah. me, but I was brought up actually very Catholic. So it was sort of bad or it had to be something evil. But my grandmother, who was in the living at the time, would have these quote unquote bad dreams. And she would dream that someone would pass or someone would die, but she wouldn't know who it was. Mm -hmm. So from a young age, 
uh, we were never, I don't even know what the word intuitive was or psychic was or spiritual was. It was only being Catholic, being religion. Right. And she would contact everybody and say, I had the dream. Where is everybody? Like making sure everybody was in their place. And it, it happened to me as well. So I would have these dreams. They wouldn't really make some sense, but then, or I would have a visitation. I would, didn't know it was the name of that then. And that was my whole kind of existence, the dreams, the dream state, some things would happen in my dreams, uh, good and bad. Mm -hmm. And I had to decipher that all the way through college. And yeah. so it's so interesting that we have that connection yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I completely get it. Cause I, I was the same. I felt things too. And I was that kid that would hide under my blankets because the boogeyman was there. I knew it was there. I couldn't see it. I couldn't hear it, but boy, I knew it was there. And I mean, I remember screaming in the middle of the night, but really no voice was coming out. And I remember having to pee, just have to go to the bathroom. And it was the scariest thing in the world to have to go to the bathroom and, and making that dart out of the bed and slamming the door behind me and thinking, oh my God, I'm safe. And, and then that journey back in, oh, that was even worse because it was always a flying leap from the door underneath my blankets, cover my head <laughs> and then shake to death because I, you, you just never knew what it was. No, it's there was so nobody to explain anything that back then. No, oh. it, but you're making me laugh because I'm the oldest of my family and my sister is two years younger than me. And I then have a, another sister and another brother, but the two of us, and I was a scaredy cat. So oh. I'm laughing because I would run into my room and jump. So there was no <laughs> space with my feet. Yeah. And so she was always the one that I would say, can I sleep with you? I'm afraid. And she's like, oh, you're such a baby, you know, and I kind of sleep with her. Yeah. And she was the one that was always a trickster. She got under my bed one time. I had a canopy and she got her feet and she started moving the bed like, mm. and I'm freaking out now because right. of course I'm thinking it's got to be evil, the devil, the exorcist, something. Right. Um, but I was the same way. I'd run in and jump. So my yeah. feet would be <laughs> airborne. <laughs> I, I, I don't do the run and jump anymore, but I still have this thing where when I go to sleep, I have to have my feet on the bed. They cannot be off the bed. Yes. And you know what? People look at me like, that is so strange. I'm like, you know, it comes from my childhood. I knew something was there. I was always afraid that something would grab my feet if they were off the bed. So I still, it's like if I buy a king size, it's got to be a California king to make sure I have the same length as I have width, just to make, it's an anal retentive just because I still feel spirit there. Right. Exactly. I know it's not the same fears I used to have, but it brings in that childhood memory. It does. It does. So, so we kind of move through your lifetime and we kind of move the timeline a little bit. So, because I want to get to what you're doing now and the work yeah. you're doing now as, as a facilitator, a healer, a psychic medium, a yeah. teacher. Um, so bring us up to a time, you know, did you, when did you start doing this work or where'd your, where'd your, you know, life go in the journey? Well, my life really, um, I'll tell you what there's, when I look back, there's not a time in my life where spirit wasn't there or the psychic ability wasn't there, even though I didn't know. Um, I did go through a lot. Like I think which everybody does, which is going to your local metaphysical store. You're buying little books, you're, you're dabbling in, you know, pendulums, you're dabbling in tarot cards. You really don't know what the heck you're doing, but you're dabbling, you know, and I did all of that. And throughout my life, I always, and I continued to always know stuff. You know, I would get images in my head or I would hear things and it always came to true. It always came to it. And 
I will tell you what, just, you know, and I'm sure you've heard this terminology that, you know, spirit uses whatever library you have. They use your life, you know, as a library for a reading to help understand somebody else or had, you know, they just use us. And I've got this life that really, I mean, and you hear it all the time, you know, I got a life that's made for movies. Mine really was. I mean, mine really has just, and it, and, and it, you know, even at the, the trance weekend in Lilydale, it just, somebody there actually looked at me and said, you know, even your astrology says this, but it really was that kind of a thing. And I got into a point in life because I was a full-time nurse. I was traveling. The, I had two jobs as a nurse. So when I was traveling the country doing health ed for corporations and another one, um, I was a nurse traveling within Wisconsin doing, you know, uh, wherever I needed to be as an agency nurse. And I was also had been in this relationship that had been ongoing for 12 years, which was a very domestic abusive relationship. And everything kind of came to a head. Both of the nursing jobs quit on July 31st or July 30th, whichever was, I think it was 31st, the last day of the month. And literally both of them just were done. Both contracts were done. And I was led to just me with this gentleman that I'd been with for literally 12 years who really wasn't the best guy in the world. And he ended up taking my car and and going to do his thing. And I got left at this place, you know, all day long and I couldn't get another job. And I just was broken. And he had been really being good. And he was starting to do really show signs to go back to being very physically abusive and one day, gosh, after about six months, I my daughter came and picked me up and we went to the store and I looked at her and I said, call the police. She said, are you serious? I said, call the police. I'm done. I can't, I can't do this because he was, he was in hiding. And she called the police. She told him where he was and the police came and got him. And uh, literally, I, I didn't know if I should be scared or if I should be happy or what was going on, but it really led me to a point where I ran away. My mother lived up in Hayward, Wisconsin at the time, and um, she looked at me because I was kind of distraught. I didn't know which way to go. And she said, why don't you come home with me for a week? And I said, I didn't have a job at the time. I'm like, let's go. So I, I literally drove with her to Hayward. I spent a week up there sleeping on the floor because there was no bed in the bedroom that I was occupying in. And I just felt I needed to be there. I just had to be there. So I looked at her. I said, mom, do you mind if I move up here? She's like, no, come on. And so she brought me back home and I told my kids in a week, I'll be gone. I literally rented a storage shed. I put everything into a storage shed. My daughter was 18 at the time. She said, can I come with it? I said, let's go. So I moved to Hayward, gave up nursing, walked away from everything. Now I'm a full blown empathic at that time. You know, I mean, and when I say that, I mean empathic because anytime I hear empathic, it's you have no control. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when I got there, she said, mom, what are you going to do for work? And I went, I don't know. And she said, well, do you want to give me a, a ride out to the you know, to famous days? She was going to apply to be a server. And I said, sure, why not? So I, I gave her a ride out there. When I was there, they looked at me and they said, do you want an application too? And I went, oh, sure, why not? So I, I was applying to be a bartender because I, I bartended eh, 20 some years, but I can do this. And when they hired me, they hired me to be a server. I was literally the oldest server <laughs> at the time. But this is a restaurant that, um, was in, in history, the most photographed restaurant. It was a bucket, it's a bucket list for everybody. Everybody wanted to go to the original one. It's no longer there anymore because it burned down. But to be this person, my life had fallen, it had crumbled apart, I'm empathic. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm having a midlife crisis. And I put myself in the most busiest restaurant, I think in the world, 
you know what I mean? Which, and you're supposed to be party and happy and this face and my life continued to crumble. That two years was probably the hardest two years of my life because of the crumbling sensation, just of spirit put me in a place that was like, you know what, you're done. We're just going to overload you with everything. And that's exactly what happened. And then the restaurant burnt down and I went from all of this to nothing, just nothing. And that's when I actually seen somebody post online in this Facebook group that I was in. Um, one, and it wasn't one of many. It was like one or two that I had. And it was like, uh, I, I just finished this course with somebody. I'm going to do my own beginner's course. Uh, first 15 people sign up are free. And I went, okay, what the heck? And I put my name on there, not thinking anything. I wasn't one of 15. I thought there's no way. And I got in and I'm like, okay, okay. Well, you know what? And I followed all the lessons. I did it all. Um, I ended up going through all of her courses, but every time I went through another course, something else in my life would blow up and it would blow up and it would, because spirit heals us, but they break us to heal us, as you know. And I went from somebody that was already crumbling to somebody that had already, that just fell, fell apart completely. And then one day, you know, I'd gone through everything, even into her mentorship program. And one day she sent a message to all of her students and went, you know, there's this summit you know, that I know about. And I want everybody to sign up under this person and all my students are going to get in. And, and I thought, okay, why not? And the more I thought about it though, I went, you know, I, this is, I, at that point I knew I could talk to spirit. I, I didn't know anything really about guides or anything like that. So I had this conversation. I said, okay, if, if, if I'm the real deal, this is my path. I'm going to sign up and the head person is going to, you know, take me on. I didn't know who she was. I, I will tell you what, I'm not going to swear, but I really did not know who she was because I'm not a <laughs> Google person. And uh, I filled out the form, sent it in, and she accepted me. Okay. Well, back then, I lived in Hayward. I was not in a lot of money situation here. And the course was expensive. I was going to have to spend a, a week in you know San Antonio, Texas. And if this isn't two opposites of the United States, I don't know what to tell you. And I had to get airfare and hotel and everything. And I kept going, Spirit, if this is supposed to be, you'll make, and they made all of it happen, like literally all of it. And I showed up to that week and I'll never forget because it was Lisa's summit, Lisa Williams summit. And I remember the look on her face was like, I accepted you in here. It was that feeling <laughs> like, you know, because I, I had no, I didn't know what I was doing. I was with a group of people that all knew what they were doing. They all had businesses. They were all there for confirmation and deepening. And I was showing up going, can I do this? You know what I mean? <laughs> type of thing. And she tells me I was the one that blossomed because the first day I was terrified. I couldn't give a reading of my life depended on it. And by the last day, the um, day of testing, I, I like boom, 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 every reading, like it was like, no, to, I just finally surrendered. I gave in and I just let it happen. And she looked at me, she goes, I'm certifying you. I'm like, what? You know, she's like, you're really good. And I just didn't know it. And it led me into the master teacher course that she has, which again, I still don't. I mean, I went through the whole processing and spirit if I'm supposed to be doing this because I'm not a teacher. I, I was, I was a God awful person. I mean, in the nursing world, if you, I, they didn't even ask me to like teach new nurses coming in because I would have them the keys, show them their cart, say, have a great day. And I, I'm over there. I'll see you in eight hours. I mean, that was my form <laughs> of teaching. You know? So, um, but it really led to a lot of growth, a ton of growth, a ton of falling apart, a ton of bringing myself back together. And, you know, like you had said just a few minutes ago, um, 
how your your spirit just puts you with people for and you don't even know. And I can remember Lisa looking at me going, you know what? Who you're with, you need to be with, but you need the best to put you back together. And I'll tell you, I didn't finish my master teacher the first time around. I didn't pass per se the first time around. I spent another year with Lisa doing just health coaching to fix my life, to fix me, to, to make me whole again, you know, and then I graduated a year later and, you know, here I am. It's, I'm listening to your story and it, it, it always reminds me of how, and you said that we spirit breaks us down before it kind of pulls us up or puts Mm -hmm. us back together. And you've heard the term like the dark night of the soul. Right. And I think so many of us come to that we can call it whatever we want to call it, but it's that dark night. It's it's going through the sludge and getting broken down and feeling like there's no tomorrow. We're not, how are we going to do this? And then we just follow the breadcrumbs. As I say, we just follow the signs, follow, follow, follow. Um, That is such an unbelievable story that Lisa was that person. I did not know that. It was. And it's funny because back when she did the summit and it's so, this is what's funny about that is because when, the little story that goes with that is when you'd walk in the first day, what she does is she sits everybody in a circle and you have to tell each everybody a dirty little secret about yourself. So it's like, hi, my name's Diet. This is my dirty little secret. And it's just to let people know, you know what I mean? Who you are, that little, it's making you just a touch bit of vulnerable. Everybody's funny and this and that, you know, they're making up whatever. And it got to me and I went, I looked at her, I said, I don't know who you are. And she looked and she goes, what? I said, I have no clue who you are. That's my secret. I am trusting whatever put me here in front of you. And she went, oh, fair enough. And we didn't talk anymore about it. And then we went through, I went, I went through all the master teacher, I, which is, you know, nine, 10 months, whatever it was. And I still did not know who she was on the bigger scale. I had no, and I had done a reading for her. So I got some it's a personal insights through this reading through people I talked to on the other side still really didn't. I mean, other than the little bit tidbit, she says, I mean, I really kind of was what it, whatever. So my do dirty secret was, and granted that was, you know, 2016 to 2017. It was, I finally Googled her because I was like, I need to know who she is. So I told her that and I looked at her, I said, you know what? She goes, what? I said, you're pretty good. Like, you know, she just started <laughs> laughing at me like, yeah, I kind of am, you know? So, um, and we just kind of went from there, you know, it's just, and it's really been a beautiful friendship that's developed over time because of that. And now um, I actually, I went from somebody that I was terrified of my own shadow. I, I honestly didn't think I could do this work to, I'm not only one of Lisa Williams master teachers, I also work for the school. So I think I've come out, I think I've come a little ways. Oh my goodness. Such a, such like so amazing, so wonderful and, and so much more to come. I'm sure. I mean, the, the trajectory and holding space. And I got to see you working beside her working and getting up there on that Sunday and what beautiful messages. That was the first church service I had ever been to. And I was like, Oh my goodness, she's getting up there. I would be shaking in my boots. And you gave such beautiful messages to, to everybody there on on Sunday, that last day. Thank you so much. I, I, that is my, um, I don't want to say it's my comfort zone, but it's become my comfort zone. So I get nervous before a gallery 
but I just do a few little things in my head and I go, okay, let's go. Let's just get this, you know, let's get the nerves out and let's just do this. So, and then I pop up and it's just total trust and total, just you and spirit really coming together just because in a gallery situation, yeah, you get a handful of people that get amazing messages from the other side and they're so beautiful. But when you look at that many people also being affected by it and just seeing the beauty of it and, and just how it works, it's just, it's magic. It really is magic. It is. I love it. I, I always say like to myself, I say like, I do things scared and I do everything scared because I just put myself out there sometimes because if you think too much about it, it's too difficult, too challenging. And during COVID, I had done, I've done now multiple Zoom platforms by myself and with other mediums. And prior to that, I was, I would do some small galleries, like six people, eight people, maybe no more than 10. And now that, you know, we're hopefully getting a little bit away from COVID and there's much more people. So I just booked a, we have a max of 25 because of the room. So I booked like a 25 people max gallery, June 30th. And within like 48 hours, there's only three spots left. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, like, but like, I know, like, then it, that's the thing. I, I love it. It's energizing. And it's also, you know, it's also a little nerve wracking. Right. So, but I just kind of say to spirit, okay, spirit, I'm here to serve you. Here we go. Please show up. Let, let's do this thing. You know, because if I don't, if I don't have that attitude, I'll never do anything. Cause I think even podcasting from years ago, I was scared and afraid and anything I've tried, I always say, okay, just do it scared. And because if you wait for that to go away, it's never going to go away, at least for me. So I just kind of push through it. Exactly. And that's yeah. exactly have to show up. Yeah. Just show up, just show up. You know, you do that with any other job, you know, and that's, that's right. what I tell people. any job that you ever had in life, you know, that first day on the job, oh my God, you're so nervous, but you just have to show up, you know? And every day you show up, it gets a little bit easier. And after about a year, you finally figure out what you're doing, you know? And right, right. Or, and then you start all over again with the nervousness, but it's it's the same with us. We just have to show up. That's so good. I just want to go back to your, you were talking about, didn't know who Lisa was. And then you Googled her and you were like, oh my goodness. So when we said our goodbyes on that Sunday, and um, well, even when, when I first saw her, so I was more, I said to her, you know, I have to tell you, I was very starstruck with you. Like you were like, oh my goodness, it's Lisa Williams. I'm actually going to see her in Lilydale in person in the flesh. And after the four days that we were together, you know, obviously I felt like she was my friend, right? Like we could be friends for forever. And so when we got Sarah goodbye, which was just so touching that here she is giving up all her time and giving each one of us a hug, a little talk, you know, oh my goodness. And a picture that I, I still didn't get. So I want that picture from Mooney. Um, and I said to her, I have to tell you, I was really starstruck. Like I was like, oh my goodness. And I said, you know what though? You're just so down to earth and you're so supportive and so loving. And you made this weekend just feel so good. And I never, I, I, I lost track that it was Lisa Williams. You know, I, I still respected her, my goodness, but it's not that same of, oh my goodness. And she goes, I'm just a regular person. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you are. And it just made it all the difference. It's just, she's just, she's just amazing. I can't say any more about her, you know? 
you know, I, she's my teacher. She's my friend. She's my boss. Um, but I, ha- I still have all those same feelings because the last time I did a dem in front of her was in that same church. And it was a far cry from what you've seen, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And part of me was like, oh, my God, if I if I don't do that, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, Lisa's there. Oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And I had to get out of my head with all of that. And then at the end of service, I walked up and she gave me a hug and I said, will you done with me now? And she looked at me. She goes, "Hon, I'd always done with you. You know, like she knew six years ago, if I would ask, she would have showed up with me to them and there had been no shame in it. And it was my, my thought process, not hers. Right. I love that. So as you go through the process now and you teach others and you guide them, what do you think is the most challenging for, for people? Is it the trusting that they can do this? Is it, is it, what, what would you say it is? Oh boy. It's a combination between trust and believing they can do it or belief in themselves just solely. Um, I find out, you know, you, you get a lot of students that are, you know, just as a, a psychic or a medium, it happens the same with the students. What you have lived is what gets drawn to you. You know, so I have got this extraordinary life that just has a lot of ups and downs and whatnot in it. So I get a lot of people that don't have belief in themselves or they have maybe the church has told them they're, you know what, you know, it's, it's phony or, you know, they had parents that looked at them and said, you know, it's all make believe it's all in your mind. And it's not the parents fault. They didn't know, you know, but they have a whole lot of being told what they're doing or what they're experiencing is just not, it's not real. It's fake. It's made up. Don't trust in yourself. Don't believe in yourself. Well, just really tell the person, don't believe in any of your senses and don't believe that, the, you know, that your senses are true. And we don't realize how damaging that is. I mean, just on your, your, your 2D senses, let alone your psychic, you know, extra senses. So that's probably one of the biggest things I have is to look at somebody and say, you're not crazy. You are not crazy. This is not made up. You're not making up stories. This is true. This is real. Believe in you because they're already there in spirit or the energy is already believing in you. And once I can get them to go, oh, and they they get these little nuggets of, oh my gosh, this happened, this happened. Then I have the problem of now I have them to believe in spirit if it's a medium strip situation so but the, i need to get them to believe in themselves first I, at some level believe in themselves right and i i totally agree with that i i found too that or i find that for me personally the mediumship development which i'll always be developing right i'm just always a student i'm always developing even though i teach now and readings and so forth i will always do that i'm always craving that and I'll always be developing because that's who I am, that what I really realized um, probably over the last two years, two, three years in the development process is that it's about me. It's learning more about me, me, me. It's the personal development. It's the personal development. It's, you know, I think in the beginning when I started the development, I'm using air quotes journey and I went different routes. I've done many different, you know, different avenues it was about learning this and learning that and learning references and whatever it was. And then I realized, oh no, this is about learning about me. And the more that I learn about me, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. It just, it's almost like this flower that keeps blossoming, right? So no matter how many courses and what feels good and what I feel drawn to, 
it's it's me. And that's what I came away from from Lilydale because yes, I think everybody else, you know, some people are like, how was it? And how was trance? And I'm like, there's no words to describe it because it's not like number one, two, three, four outline. This is what I'm going to do because I learned so much about me that I'm still reflecting on. I'm still processing on and I'm still integrating. And that's the, that's the journey. Exactly. That's why every time you take a class and I tell people this, it's like, you know what, every class you take, if you really are taking that class and you're really partaking in it, you're going to have that dark night of the soul, or you're going to have that crumbling, you're going to have that reform, you know, reformation or transformation of your life, because each time you're going deeper, each time you're opening up another layer of that onion to go, oh my, I'm going to expose this and I'm going to heal from it, or I'm going to learn from it, or I'm going to understand it. But that's what every class is going to do that to you, which to me is incredible. It really is. It's really true. Really true. Um, So I always ask this question and we could have said, you probably have said this in many ways in different forms, but what is something that stands out to you? And you probably have them multiple times a day, but maybe there's a, a something you can share of an intuitive moment. You can call it an intuitive hit or intuitive moment that you can look back on your life. It could have been yesterday or it could have been 10 years ago that you truly listen to. You kind of just, and it sounds like a lot of it in your life, but if there's something that really stuck out that you knew with a shadow of a doubt that you listened to that, those spidey senses and you just went for it. What would it be? Um, none. <laughs> <laughs> none. <laughs> and I know that sounds so preposterous, but because I have been a person my whole life that um, I get a, du- I have a double whammy. I mean, I didn't understand this before that I'm a, cause I don't understand astrology I really don't and I had a a reading done recently and they're like oh my gosh woman like you've got all your psychic senses that come in so I've had this whole life of always seeming to I live I've lived in that world of always knowing things you know I mean so to me that's almost normal right but I'm born uh was it a zero degree Aquarius born at the very end of the moon cycle which with a lunar upright lunar coming up um, which all that, all that really boils down to is they tell me I was born knowing everything. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. You know? So what happens is every time I get those intuitive hits, oh, you know, that happens. I tend to fight with them. I argue with them. You know what I mean? It, even when I got my own radio show, I heard in my head, you'll have a radio show now. No, I won't. No, I won't. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You know, and then I'll never forget it because a few days later I went to a local store that I do readings at, and the lady working goes, "Yet I get this feeling you should be doing radio." No, I'm not. Shush, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? And later on, towards the end of the day, I'm doing a reading for somebody. We get done. They go, "Oh my God, you you have so much. You need like a podcast or something." I went, "No, I don't. It's not going to happen." And then literally, I told my son all about this. And for my birthday that year, he bought me all the equipment for a podcast. And I went, this is not happening, guys. Like, spirit knocking. <laughs> and that was so funny because the same lady that had was at the store, she had a friend in Facebook somewhere that was starting up a new station. He said, I'm looking for this and that, blah, 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 and host. And she, she tagged me and it messaged me. And for a lady that said, and fought tooth and nail I was not going to do this I never fought so hard to get in touch with this guy so 
for myself, I fight all, I really do. I don't just go, oh, let's do this and go on. I, I argue with my guides. I argue like with it all until they just put it in my face so many times. It's like, fine, I'll just do it, you know, because eventually I know I'm going to listen. So for me, it's that one time, I'm never a one and done. I mean, I was the ultimate two by four therapy per person growing up until I burnt my board probably two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. I love that though. But you know what? The, the, the knowingness, I think that's what a lot of people have and they dismiss it too, or they question it. So you, you're getting all of it a hundred times or a couple of times. And you're like, no, 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 nope, 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 nope. It's, you really are playing that kind of uh, devil's advocate with it. So uh, very interesting. I love that. Um, you know, I could, I could completely talk to you forever, but I wanted to let the listeners, is there anything coming up or anything you want to share that you have going on or, you know, any workshops, any Dems, any, or wherever you're going to be. And, and obviously I put everything in the show notes and how to contact you as well. So just tell people where they can find you and any, any events that are coming up. Okay. Um, the biggest thing to find me is to my website, which is www.dietrenate.com. Um, there is a page in there that shows everything that I'm doing, at least over the next few months. Um, I'm always teaching classes online. Thank goodness, you know, the pandemic is kind of getting behind us. So I'm going into teaching um, beginners and intermediate in person again, which is really nice. I'm doing that um, at a couple of places up in Eau Claire or in that area. So I have two in Eau Claire and one a sister city next door to it. I, I can't even think of the name of the cities, um, but they are all on my Facebook. Uh, they're on my Facebook. They're on my, um, which is yet Renee psychic medium uh, for my public profile one, uh, that type of situation. I am at a lot of different events. The biggest event I think I have, I've got two larger ones coming up. Um, I'm going to Vulture city in Arizona. That's not until October. Me and my partner, Rob Thompson, are starting to um, do a tour called Reconnected, and we're in the process of putting it together, and we're going to be primarily over on the East Coast or down that, you know, down that direction. We're starting over in Buffalo next year, or this year, and uh, we're hoping that really starts to take up some momentum, getting some theaters, going back into colleges, just really traveling, doing a lot of dems, and doing a lot more major events. So, wow. I love it. I love it. And of course you're still teaching and part of Lisa, Lisa's school. And, and I know that there's so many people that you guide and you facilitate with that as well. So lots of exciting things on the horizon for you. And I've got two radio shows now. So one does. Two? <laughs> wow. Yes. I've got my one that's Monday morning school through spirit where I bring on, you know, beautiful people like you to tell your story, you know, because I find, um, I find that my biggest question people ask me are, is always that, oh my gosh, do I think I'm crazy? This is, this, you know, how'd you get started? You know, they always want to know because they're asking that question because there's some part of them that's the same as you. So I bring in a lot of different people and, and have them share their stories or their experiences or their takes on it just to help other people to feel normal. Um, and that show has been going on for two years. It's been amazing over on WLTKDB.com. But spirit, you know how I said, I fight with spirit all the time. And they have been telling me to do TikTok and do lives and all this. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, you know what I mean? It's just like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I do it. I never do it. So, um, they did another funny thing about three, four weeks ago. And they had one person reach out and go, Oh, you and me should do a live show together. 
And I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. And of course the other person falls off and then somebody else goes, oh my gosh, we should do this. And of course that falls off. And then all of a sudden, you know, um, my, my producer's like, um, he was doing different things, you know, to kind of generate and get more populous, more viewers to come in. And I said, you should have somebody do a live reading show. And he goes, oh my God, you're hired. And I went, <sighs> so that starts next Tuesday, uh, March, May 31st. And it's unfiltered with Diet Renee. Um, and I, and it's funny because the name came around. Cause I always tell people I'm the unfiltered one. Like I have no boundaries. I, you know, you present it in a way that is, you know, nice and sweet, you know what I mean? That is not harsh to somebody, but you know, if I hear spirit swear, I'm swearing. If I hear this, I'm doing that. You know, I just, I, I really am unfiltered and with the information I get. So I'm, I'm just like, you know, God gave me a mouth, told me to use it and, you know, just kind of repeat after me. So we started a whole nother radio show on that. So it's live it. readings every yeah. Ooh, live reading. So I'm going to link, I'll link that. I'll leave the name in the show notes. I'll link your website and how to find you. And it's so exciting. I love that. You know, being a podcaster since I think before podcasters were podcasting, it was like 2014 was podcasting. And then I went even before that, I had a radio show, which was I had a girlfriend come over and we'd be on the landline. She was upstairs. I was downstairs. I mean, it was <laughs> what I think about now. We had live callers call in and we would do readings and it was a lot of fun. So I love the whole idea of radio and podcast and because um, exciting. So like you don't have enough to do. So just get another show, right? <laughs> if that makes sense, just because yeah. I'm a... yeah everybody sees me on the on the outside world and I seem like this big extrovert person and I'm like ah I just tell famous Dave you know Dave Anderson taught me how to do that you know I'm a very introverted shy person and it's not that I'm lazy but it's like nobody wants to see me alive nobody wants to see this nobody wants you know what I mean so I just need always need that that push to say yeah people want it and that's why we're giving it to you so that's that. yeah that's the next thing to do on top of everything else very exciting well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. And I know the listeners will really enjoy this. So thank you so much, Diet, for doing what you're doing and sharing your, your healing and your passion. And so very grateful for you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> <laughs>